That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to How to Survive, the show that teaches you how to survive the stuff that can kill you. Like sinkholes or contaminated water or flash floods. And the stuff that just makes you wish you were dead. Like stolen food or falling pianos <laughs> or being falsely accused of something. Ugh, I hope I never get falsely accused of something. Did you take my water? Too late, you just were. Boom. Oh, gotcha. you got me. Gotcha. You know what would make me feel better right now? Our theme song? Play Bra it. <laughs> <laughs> is shaking under our feet. Mountains on fire, flooding in the street. Can't breathe the air, can't fight the feeling. Goblin down, Xanax ain't the way to be dealing. Gotta do better than just getting high. We gotta stick together if we're gonna survive. Hello, what's going on? We're ready to go. Where you said you're never been more ready. Never ever been more ready for this than today. I went to a movie. What'd you see? With my family. Oh, the whole family. The whole family went to see Argyle. Oh, and? Mm, I mean, I think if you're 11, it's fun. Okay. I think if you're an 11 year old, you're like, this is a fun movie. If you're an adult, you're like, gosh, this could have been so good if it had been done better. Yeah, the I've seen the preview about 178 times now, <laughs> and I never wanted to see it again. Yeah, and I mean, you can tell by the preview exactly you're what like it is, this right? is not going to be that good because I think I have a question. Yeah, when uh, Catherine O'Hara says, "So you're doing drugs now?" Yes, is that actually in response to um her to Bryce Dallas Howard saying, "What does she say?" Um, I'm in trouble or yeah, something. I'm in, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm in London and I'm in trouble yeah. or something. Is yeah, that, yeah, I think it is. Oh, okay. Because every time I see the preview, I'm like, I don't think those are to the same scene. It just seems kind of weird. I think it's got all the promise of a really fun movie, you know? Like yeah. Like Spy and yeah. great cast. I mean, yeah. Sam Rockwell. Love Sam Rockwell. How can you go wrong? Catherine O'Hara. I like Bryce yeah. Dallas Howard. Sure. Um, 
some you know fun people that are in the background like John Cena and uh, the, the Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill is nice hubba, to look hubba. at, and you just go, oh, I wish they would have given this to somebody to punch it up. Oh. I wish they would have given this to Tina Fey, right? Like just some a- really solid joke writer because all the you have all these moments of responses where <laughs> something crazy happens and they go to Sam Rockwell that, who's going to say something crazy and it's just flat. flat, you know. Oh, that's a bummer. And you know. He's just magnetic and charismatic. And they, I mean, even he is like, I'm sorry, I can't do anything with these lines you're giving me. Like, it feels. Okay. Well, it, now I know I can skip it. It's too, it's also for, easily 40 minutes too long. Oh, for fuck's sake. Easily. God. And is that Dua Lipa? Yes. Oh, okay. You know okay. what I like to call her? Do a little. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's much better than what I was going to say. Poor man's Gal Gadot. Oh, okay. She's stunning. She's stunning. But I'm like, oh, you're like Gal Gadot, a little less beautiful. Uh, okay. It's mean. I didn't know it was her. I was just like, wow, who's that beautiful woman in the preview? Yes. And then someone said uh, that the movie didn't do well over the weekend, and maybe she was bummed at the Grammys or something. I don't know. Oh, she didn't look bummed. She looked amazing at the Grammys. I didn't, I didn't watch it. I, I watched the first hour, and then we had to put the kids to bed. But she was, I was like, maybe I was wrong. She's not the poor man's Gal Gadot. Maybe she's... She's pretty stunning. Just incredible looking. Um, I can't stop looking at her. Like, you know, she's just yeah. insanely beautiful. Um, she opened the Grammys, right? She opened the Grammys. Oh, she performed. She performed. Oh, okay. she, yeah, she opened the show and she was in- incredible. And you go, oh, yeah, she's she's a talented supermodel. Okay, um, gotcha. You know, like just ha- she's everything. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, I can sing, I can dance. You know, she's good at. I mean, you would be a better judge about who can dance than I have not ever seen her dance. Well, I don't even think I've seen her. Perform. I was like, oh, she's got a good voice. Yeah, she can dance. She her body is a model's body. Her face is incredible. Yeah, and then I saw some like website Gal Gadot's or not Gal Gadot, um, Dua Lipa's ten book recommendations, and there were like. Decent books. It was. Wow. It wasn't like something where you go, oh, it's the Four Agreements. You know, where like the yeah. Celestine Prophecy. It was like books <laughs> right, that you right. go, holy shit, those are good books. Oh uh, wow! So I'm like, oh, and she's and apparently she's smart. smart. So oh, fuck screw you. her. <laughs> she's like the female John Hamm, or she's she's probably really hilarious too. If she's funny, I will stab her. You can stab her in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and did the cat look cartoonish yes. the entire time? And why? No, because sometimes when it wasn't doing stunts, it was a real cat, I believe. I don't get it then. That just drives me crazy how cartoonish it looks when it's falling I don't know. Down I guess they the can't air. use a real cat for that. I know, but I mean, we have amazing technology. <laughs> yes. Like, Also, why not? Cats don't mind. They, There's they so throw many cats. themselves up. At, there's so many cats. <laughs> I mean, take a couple from your backyard. Yes. Those cats they have all- had a good few months. <laughs> You know what, though? They used one of those, uh, what are the bent-eared cats called that, like, Taylor Swift has one of them? I don't know. You know what they're called, right, Gary? Oh, God. They're not, like, Himalayan. They have a fancy name, Uh and uh, they cost, you know, a ton of money, probably $10,000 or something stupid. You can't just throw those off a building. No, you got to throw like one of your cats off a building. Right? Oh, they, they'd be fine. Look, they they what they, they have to contribute to society some way. They, they've just they, been you know on the dole this whole time. And they got to star in a movie. Yeah. With, who who else know, can say that? Henry Cavill. Right. Before they're thrown off a building, I think most of them would raise their paw. Uh, right. To volunteer for that. Exactly. Yeah. Wh- who wouldn't? I I mean I might. Sure, I would. So anyway, we did that. That was mm, okay. What about you? Well, it was my birthday weekend. Yoo-hoo! So Happy birthday. 
Thank you. Great weather for that. Yeah. Well, we went to see um, Some Like It Hot was playing at a uh, an old-fashioned movie theater in El Segundo. How fun. Where they have a Wurlitzer. Oh, my God. And it, it like, lights up. It's crazy. There was a sing-along. We sang songs all together. The whole Before the movie? Yes. Oh, my God. It was fun. He um, Did your dad go? No, no, no. That no, felt no. like something your dad would enjoy. Oh, no, no, no. This was just me and Oliver and Jimmy. And... Um, we did you rent out the theater and have this happen for yes. your birthday? Because I didn't very invite either of you. Cool, thanks. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> You're like I invited my real friends, and and there was a, a Warner Brothers short, you know, a, a Bugs Bunny short yes. before the movie. And it was great fun. Oliver and Jimmy had never seen the movie before, and so they were actually a little disappointed. Well, because they kept they kept pumping it up as like. AFI says this is the funniest movie that's ever been made. Okay. It's certainly not the funniest movie that's ever been yeah. made, or even in that era. So it was a little, it's kind of ridiculous. Yes. Well, the other thing that happened was, so Sunday, a uh, friend of the show, Alex Alexander, was kind enough to take me out to a very, not very nice restaurant. Wonderful. Downtown LA called a, Above, 71 Above. Okay. And have you heard of it? It's really high, right? It's really high. And so she kept telling me, like, the views are amazing. And I looked online, looked at pictures. And I was like, oh, it's so pretty. There's, like, this huge, the amazing view of downtown. So it's pouring rain. Yes. It's pouring Perfect rain. tonight for a view. Yes. So we we get there, and she drives up to the valet. It's not covered or anything. It's just, like, out yeah. on the street. So I grab my umbrella, and I run to the... Um, you know, front of the building, mm-hmm. and I look back, and poor Alex is soaking wet. She couldn't get her umbrella open or something, oh. so she's standing at the car, soaking wet, and she comes up, and her hair is, like, suddenly curly. <laughs> like, it all has gone to fuck. Oh, no. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I thought you were, I didn't know. I thought she was covered. Anyway, we get up there. It's like, you have to check in at the bottom then you take two separate elevators to get up there and it's yeah. all fancy schmancy and it gets sat by the window and it's freezing but okay it's by the window you cannot see a fucking thing i mean it was Aww. black it was hysterical we were laughing it was just ridiculous yeah we moved because it was too cold by the window and it was wonderful the food was oh, great good. the waiter was so nice the place is beautiful it's like spread out and lovely yeah and i highly recommend it okay but um, and it's one of those places where you select an appetizer, you select a main and a dessert. Pre prefix, I guess. Is that how you say it? Prefix is prefix. prefix. I never know if you're supposed to say it. Which pre- X do you say? I know. God damn prefix, it. Prefix, I think. Prefix. I think prefix is right. I'm like pricks fee. No, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. Prefix. Prixie I think that's fixy. Oh, prixy fixy. Prixy fixy. It was a it was a lovely weekend. Then last night I had dinner with my family and my dad. Nice. Where did you did you guys come over to the we side did. of town? We drove in the rain. It was fine. It wasn't as it's. I mean, at least where we are, it's not as bad. I'm I'm happy that there's not our driveway isn't blocked down at the bottom. That's been oh. still okay. Yeah. Um, and we all came in. Yeah, guys. We're all fine. We're all no here. We weren't going to skip a week because of this hundred year storm. It doesn't honestly doesn't. It seemed that dramatic. It to wasn't me. even raining when we came in. I think it is dramatic in certain areas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just right. We're in, you know, sort of outside of those areas so far. Yeah. My, I mean, my son's, you know, school was flooded, but, you know, they just had to go to different classrooms. It's fine. Our our bathroom and our bedroom had water pouring down the sides of the walls. But then what? my husband, because we have a roof that leaks badly, 
My husband oh. put two more tarps on the roof and then covered the tarps with extra bathroom tiles that we have to, oh, that's smart. to hold the tarps on. Then he sprayed it with your uh, dry shampoo. He sprayed it with my dry shampoo, uh-huh. and I think we're okay now. Great. Until, I mean, once the rain stops, we actually have to have the roof repaired. Like Yes, you do. It's bad. I'm going where you want to go. Which we're is... going together, which is to our topic. Yay. I'm going to start... With a little news update, guys. Oh, okay. How fun is that? This is so contemporary. So LA Times is talking a lot about our superstorms called by many different names. And one of the things that intrigued me was an upside down piano that was uh, in Beverly Glen. What? So a baby grand piano splayed on its back on Caribou (laughs) Lane off Beverly Glen Boulevard. What? Yeah. So, but, okay. Do they know how it got there? I'm about to tell you. Okay. I'm about to tell you. <laughs> hey, guys. Tell us. I'm about to tell you. <laughs> Does this come with a new hair? This uh, yeah, I'm going to get a mullet. Uh, the piano's former home was pushed off its foundation around 2 a.m. on Monday, sliding down the slope and into another house. Wait a second. You said the former... P- the piano's former home, the whole home yeah. slid down? Yeah, that's what and, I'm... and pushed into another house? Yes. Okay. It was a big rumbling sound and then a boom. Longcore said, this is the uh, person who uh, was a neighbor, Travis Long- Longcore, standing a few doors down from the debris slide. Insulation, wiring, mud, boulders, and downed power lines made up the mixture of debris along with what's left of a brown baby grand piano. Okay. You know what I'm sad about? There's a link at Baby Grand Piano, and I clicked on it going, yay, picture. Yeah. No, it links to another article. So I don't know well, that's what. that's ridiculous. I know. I'm going to try to find a picture of the down. But it's so cute because it's a baby. I know. So helpless. And, like, it's brown. And it's brown. Oh. The whole bedroom is intact, someone shouted, peering from afar into a gaping hole on the front of the house. Yeah. In which the piano slid out. Yes. And like didn't didn't land on anybody like in a cartoon, which I guess is good, but yeah. also fun. Yeah, when you think about it. Yeah, Ite Danovich's phone rang at his home off Beverly Glen Boulevard just after two thirty a.m. Monday. It was his neighbor Matt Davis calling from Danovich's carport. Davis and his family were taking shelter, having fled their home after hearing the wall of mud and debris crash into the house nearby. The house was destroyed, two other homes were damaged, and a carport collapsed onto a vehicle, neighbors said. Guys, I'm getting to a point, just so you know. I'm I'm leading us to something. So I just think this is all interesting, and I wanted to share it. When the wrecked house disgorged its contents onto the narrow street, it sounded like sustained thunder. And then it sounded like a giant took an oak tree and snapped it in two. Oh, my goodness. That's got to be really intense in your house to have these sounds happening. Well, also, this was also... Five minutes, probably, from where we are right yeah. now. Yeah. That oh, yeah. Wild. A lot of it's happening right here. Davis and his family had been sleeping in their living room Sunday night, concerned about the chance of a repeat of the previous year's debris slides. We were already fearful, Davis said, adding that his family had flashlights and an emergency bag ready just in case they lost power or had to run out. Ivanovich who had then led, uh, left, lost his house, let multiple neighbors take refuge in his home. This is previously. A major concern was a gas leak Oof. that they could hear hissing uh-uh. over the heavy rainfall early Monday. By 11 a.m., a Southern California gas company crew was working on the damaged property. Workers declined to comment other than to confirm the gas was shut off. Okay, good. 
Longcore said firefighters rescued a woman from her home after she was trapped inside, but it did not appear that anyone was hurt. According to neighbors, the house that slid down the hill was unoccupied. That's good. Oh, okay. So wait, I thought that was the guy who let people stay in his house. I think it I think it was before that. Okay. I, it was it's un- a little confusing. It was unoccupied when it was sliding. Yes, okay. exactly. Okay. Um, well, yeah, because there weren't people there to weight right. it down. Or to hold on to that piano. <laughs> yeah. You'd think that would weigh it. I mean, a piano is so heavy. <laughs> Woodland Hills, Bel Air, and Topanga Canyon were among the areas that saw more than eight inches of rain. The atmospheric river-fueled storm already smashed several daily rainfall records. Of course, we know this. This is just an aside, but it kind of... And, and I, I shouldn't make this statement not really knowing that her- areas that are ravaged the most, but it does make me feel a little bit good that it's the wealthiest people that do get the most affected in a lot of these. Yeah, because they live on hills. Because they can... Well, they live on hills, but also it's like... They can handle it. Like I don't know, though. I mean, I, I don't mean I don't mean safety wise. No, I, I know. Mean, I, I mean, know. Physically, they're still in danger. Financially, right? I just mean like it, might, I, it probably won't ruin them. I would rather them take this hit than like it's happening yeah. in the poorest areas right. of L.A. Where I mean, look, it's not good for homeless people. They're outside. This yeah. sucks. But I don't want people who are like living in part apartments, barely hanging on, right. to be like, well, we lost everything, right? Because they have nothing. <laughs> Yeah, like when the Northridge earthquake hit, it was like apartment buildings. And stuff. Or, you know, um, Katrina. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So I don't know. It sucks. I don't want to. It sucks either way. It sucks for everyone. I don't want to. But I'm just like, well, at least it's kind of happening to people. Yeah. Who and hopefully they have insurance. Wealthy executives. Yes. Flood insurance. Okay. Let me see if I want to tell you anything else about this story. Oh, there is something I want to do. This is what I want to tell you. Nathan Khalili, 23, rents the property atop the hill. He said he expects his property manager to assess the damage later today. I'm usually not worried about storms, but I didn't think a landslide would happen. I woke up, looked outside, and half the mud had slid down the hill. Khalili said he didn't make he didn't take many steps to prepare for the storm. It's out of our control, he said. <laughs> um, well, he's a renter. Well, that is going to lead to what I want to talk about today, okay. which is how to survive and prepare for a flash flood. Mm-hmm. But just to give you one funny anecdote about Khalili, uh, because he said it is out of our control, yeah. and he's a dummy. He's also 23, so let's yeah. cut him some slack. Yeah. He lost power between midnight and 9 a.m. Monday. Unable to charge its battery, his phone died overnight and did not play his usual morning alarm. I'm supposed to be at work right now, but I accidentally slept in, he said. Why is that? I don't understand why is that. Why is that important? No, but why is it embarrassing or whatever you're getting at? My my point is he's saying there's it's out of your control, but he didn't prepare at all. And now he's not going to he's not showing up to work because he couldn't charge his phone. Right. Because it was out of his control. But it's not because he could have prepared. Yeah, he could have. So my point is previously charged the phone. Is my my saying. point is, if he would have prepared ahead of time, yeah, and had ways to charge his phone, right. which you can do, right, it's like an easy thing you can yes. do. Yeah, um, he wouldn't have been late for work. I see what you're saying. Okay, and well, also if he hadn't stopped to talk to the reporters, absolutely, <laughs> he wouldn't have been late for work. I'm sorry, I got to get to work. I'm yeah. already late. Stop trying to be a show off, show off, buddy. By the way, who who is this guy who at 23 can afford to rent a place on a fucking mountain? <laughs> the Hollywood Hills. Yeah, 23. You know what? I bet his parents Daddy. parents are paying. Yep. <sighs> Khalili. All right. Let's talk about flash floods. That's because we're in one right now. Yeah. <laughs> we might. Oh, no. Right the doors. You know what? While we're doing this episode, we might actually be swept away yeah. in one and need these tips. Right. All right. Obviously, 
Flash floods occur when there's just too much water coming in too fast. That's what Bonnie Schneider says, and she's a meteorologist, so we want to listen to her. Oh, Bonnie. Bonnie's smart. Climb, blah, blah, blah. Climate change is compounding the wrist. The wrist. wrist. <laughs> the wrist. Do you have a compound fracture in your wrist? I have a compound fracture in my brain. <laughs> and your mouth. She pointed and to her mouth when she said brain. I mean, guys, so, so she does. Here's what you should do. Dig a hole and throw me in it and then put some dirt on top of me. <laughs> okay, well, you'll be safe there. Warmer air holds more moisture, which uh, can lead to heavier, more intense rainfall. Flash floods can develop quickly within hours or even minutes. And they often catch people off guard. Do you want to know how many people they kill a year? Yes. Try to guess. How, how, many, how many people flash floods kill a year? Yes. In the United, in the United States. States. In the United States. 110. That seems high. I would say hundreds. Go ahead, Karen. Uh, 700. 88. You win, Danielle. Yeah. You know what? She writes on game shows. So <laughs> I, yeah, I know She knows things. how to guess things like That's this. Right. You should go on game shows. I can't because I write on them. Damn it. Experts say you can increase your odds of survival by staying informed. Okay. Which we do, right? Mm -hmm. We all sign up for Nixle. And I don't know what that is. All right. I'll teach you how to sign up for it. I'm going to teach everybody when we get to that. And have a plan. Okay, guys. Yeah, Have a plan. Yeah, don't be Khalili. Here's what to do in advance and in the moment. Okay. If there's a flash flood, watch. Flooding is not guaranteed. But the conditions are favorable. That means favorable for it to be possible. Okay? So be prepared to change your plans. Okay. If it's a warning, Mm -hmm. that means a flash flood is imminent. Okay. Or already occurring. And you immediately move to higher ground if you're outside or if you live in a basement apartment. Also, if you live in a basement apartment, I don't know. You're living in Shirley. Yes, you are. And you're working in a uh, brewery. Soda factory? Brewery. You're right. I just remember the <laughs> bottles. The bottles. You're like, how many times do I need to say it? You know what? They did look like soda bottles, but I think they worked in a brewery. Wasn't that the whole point? Yeah, it, Milwaukee. Milwaukee's yeah. famous for the brewery. They, they were weird bottles, though, right? I guess people like used to drink bottles. beer out of those long bottles. Yeah. Okay, Karen, I'll look it up. They also wore candy stripers, and they did a variety of jobs. Of and jobs. they were just ladies trying to make it. Yeah, they were really just trying to make it work. Yeah. The most dire alert is a flash flood emergency, okay? Which means flooding is occurring and it's posing a severe threat to human life. Whoa. Okay. Here's what you can do before a flood. Make a plan, all right? Way before there's any even rain forecasted, okay? You want to figure out how your family's going to communicate, meet, and evacuate if there's a flash flood emergency. How are you going to escape from your home if you need to, all right? Who's going to be responsible for your children? Garen, Danielle, yeah. you guys are responsible for my kids. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Where will you meet if your family becomes separated? Ooh. Find a meeting spot. Okay. I'm going to say like like Islands Restaurant, like I sure. said earlier. We don't have one by us, so. Yeah, we don't either. I don't know where we're going to meet up. The American Red Cross has printable templates to help guide your conversation. Oh, okay. You know what I was thinking we could do, my mm. family, is we could ride that dog. Because she's so big. We could just get on that dog and she could float around and take us to safety. That's a good point. Yeah. Just a thought. You guys should. You guys could meet at a Target. Yeah, we could meet at the Target. That's true. We don't have a Target that close, but we have a good Mexican restaurant. Maybe we can meet at that Mexican <laughs> restaurant, eat some chips. You're just having margaritas. Why not? 
Oh, now I want a margarita. Margaritas are good. Yeah. We're going to have one for your birthday. Oh, yay. I know. It's going to be so fun. All right. Also, evaluate the flood risks to your home, work okay. and school, yes. as well the, as the routes between them. The flood maps developed by the Federal Emergency Management Agency are a good place to start. So here are the two websites. I went, I put my address in both of these, and I still couldn't figure out how to assess the flood risk because oh. I couldn't figure out how to, um, div- I couldn't read these maps, which oh. seems very female. Yeah, I can't read maps either. But really like, can't. one of them is called, uh, it's, it's msc.fema.gov. But I think if you just Google into your, you know, your browser, Google into your browser. Google into your browser. Just Google into your browser. <laughs> Whatever browser you use, if you just put in like flood risk uh-huh. to my home. Oh, okay. It'll say like it's going to bring allow, up. Yeah, it's going to bring it up, and you can, at your leisure, find out if you live in a flood risk zone. Okay. The other one is called myhazards.calos c a l o e s dot c a dot gov. That's for California people. Okay. We yeah. can put these in the newsletter. I'm just telling you now. In case you're a person. Well, there's also on Twitter, right? There's Cal, Caltrans. Yes. But you have to know what district you're in. And that's for updates. This is for specifically, that's for weather updates, Oh, I'm I sorry. What were you talking about? This is for flood maps. These are flood maps. If you want to know if you live in a oh, flood risk zone. Like, this can help you decide if you want to get flood insurance. Um, because flood insurance is separate from your homeowner's insurance. Uh-huh. Like, if your home is damaged in a flood, I don't know that you're going to get... Um, coverage from your general homeowner's insurance. I think you need specific flood insurance. Right. Or just if you, you know, curious, do I live in a flood hazard zone? Yeah. You might already know by now because we've been in enough floods to see what happens at your house. But also because of uh, climate change, things are changing for everyone in that, like, you might never have lived in a flood zone before and now you're like, oh, we all do, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it is. It's just like when you look, if there's any, like, child molesters in your neighborhood. It's like, oh, yeah, every single... Oh, every, every other single, house. Oh, every neighborhood. Got it. Every you, You're not going to not live by a child molester. Right. Congratulations. So you can check those out, find out if you are better at reading a map than I am. Okay. We've talked about this on probably seven to ten other episodes, but yeah. I'm going to say it again because even I had to just... After saying this, uh, saying this, putting this episode together, put stuff in my Amazon cart. Prepare a go bag now. Right. Okay. It doesn't have to be giant. You can do something small. Pack a go bag. It should have important documents. You can put those in a Ziploc or another type of waterproof bag. If you don't like using Ziploc, they have those reusable ones you can get on Amazon that are great. You want some medication? Yes. You want an extra set of glasses if you need glasses? (laughs) I thought you meant drinking glasses. Or yeah, shot glasses. I'm like, you're what? Gonna need I have some... to save my. You need shot glasses so you can have your um, margaritas. Danielle and I cannot go a day we without a margarita. Go. We oh can... my god! We have got to have our tequila, and they have to be in those fancy uh, margaritas. I I put those on my fucking wedding registry. What life did I think I That's was? That's hilarious. I think I, I really thought I was going to be Lucy or or yeah or. Um, uh, the Stevens from Bewitched. Like, I thought I was going to be entertaining and making margaritas. Oh, These that's funny. fucking glasses in my house. What is wrong with me? My husband's an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> what was I doing? You're, you were taunting him. It was aspirational. Yeah. No, it's fine. You know what? Sometime so you can have me over and we'll have Okay, all right. Margaritas in I your... mean, I'll have to scrub them because they've never been used. Just, just, just collected in dust. in dust. I have... Uh, 
glasses for um, martinis. Oh, but they're huge. <laughs> they're like those, they're like those those, tea. They're like the for Cosmos. I think when they were uh-huh. like from the giant ones, because uh-huh. I was like, whoa, we're just going to be having giant martinis. Never been used. Hilarious. Okay. Well, we'll have a, a party where we just have margaritas and martinis. Yeah, we're going to throw up <laughs> most throw of the night. Up. Comfortable pair of shoes. Sure. A change of clothes, p- possibly. I mean, I don't know. It says here to have some small bills, like number number ones. <laughs> <laughs> number ones I and love, number fives. I love when I get a number two bill. <laughs> oh. Then it's like, ooh. Lucky. Yeah. I don't know how important that is in these days because everything is most well, so many places now are don't even don't even cash. want cash but I, I guess it's i don't know why but but if everything's down yeah and you can't use machines and you can't use your credit card then maybe it is a good idea maybe it's good for that oldie timey gas station you're gonna stop at a phone charger i think is very important yeah khalili and, yeah khalili and a phone charger that is uh not battery. dependent. Yeah, right. battery phone charger. Flashlight's very important. Water's very important. Non-perishable food, great, right? Yeah. Here's something that ready.gov also advises. Password protected digital copies of important paper, paperwork, like birth certificates, ID cards, insurance policies, wills, deeds, and titles. Oh, for so fuck's sake. if you, there's one option is you have all of that stored in your phone. Like you can take pictures of it, have it stored in your phone mm-hmm. in a file if your phone is password protected. Um, you, you know, we hit, we keep all that stuff in a, um, fireproof safe in our house. You do? Yeah. Oh, you're so smart. Um, that has a, you know, that has a lock on it. So we could just grab it and then throw it in a Ziploc and take it with us. But also I would say you could have copies of it and have that right. in your go bag. Right. Um, question. Yes. Why do you have to put a safe in a, in a, um, Ziploc bag? I wouldn't put a safe in a Ziploc bag. I thought that's what you said. <laughs> I thought you said that we took the safe, we would grab the safe and put it in a Ziploc oh, bag. Oh, I, I said the, fi- I think I said, did I say that? You know what you should do is put Ziploc bags inside the safe. Oh, you're so smart. <laughs> Double security. <laughs> Just well, a box of Ziploc bags. I, I think I would have copies of that stuff printed. Now I understand. Put that in the Ziploc bag right. and that goes in our little go bag that we just keep in our closet. What I need to do is go through our little go bag and replace some of the stuff that's expired. Then you got to grab all of your animals. Oh, some of them are not going to make it. Tony, <laughs> bye, turtle. Yeah, turtles and snakes. <laughs> You're goodbye. on your own. <laughs> we'll take the cat and the dog if they're lucky. Pets, pack. If you have pets, pack food, treats, extra leash if you have one. You know, keep your whole family in mind when you create your go bag. Obviously, <laughs> I got to pack lip gloss for Alex. <laughs> <laughs> emergency lip gloss. She's got to have her emergency lip gloss. Okay. Emily Montanez, who's the associate director for LA County's Office of Emergency Management, said you should try to create a small community of close neighbors. Ew. No. Right. My neighbors, no. They um, hate you. They do. They hate. Well, what about the bird watching couple? They like you enough. I think they like us enough. Uh, check so you can all check in when disaster strikes. Okay, so also this create an emergency contact list on paper in the event your phone stops working or the battery dies. Who knows? Because uh, you don't know phone numbers. I don't anymore. even know my son's phone. Number. Right, it's we terrible. don't. Nobody Shameful. knows phone numbers. So that's yeah. a good idea, I think. David Markinson, chief medical officer at American Red Cross, says this might seem like overkill. 
It's not, okay? The human nature side is obviously not to worry. And many people think this is not going to happen to me. Uh But as we just saw in that story that I began, you know, this topic with, a lot of those people were prepared. You know, they they had some bags ready to go. And these are people that are just like two minutes from where we're recording right right now, right? So having this plan together, when you're in the middle of an emergency, you don't want to have to think, Where's my phone? Where are my keys? Where's yeah. this? Where's that? You want to just be able to grab that bag. Right. And maybe you don't even end up needing it, but you want to just be able to grab yeah. it and go. And you want to have to think about, you want to already have the plan in place so you don't have to come up with decisions on the spot when you're possibly fearing for your life. Plus, if you have the bag and the mudslide has brought out all the animals and, yeah. and you fa- find yourself face to face with a bear, yes. you can put the bag on your front. Absolutely. And then just chuck them with your body exactly right wasn't it, there something about that yes it's also, a protective measure put rocks in your bag that's what you're going to pack the bag full with rocks right backpack okay. full of rocks all right so obviously you pay attention to local weather alerts via your phone radio or tv in case of a power outage battery operated radio we have one of those i recommend everybody get one throw it in your wherever you keep your little supply kit okay. you just throw Right. Battery operated radio. They're cheap. You can get one on Amazon for probably less than 20 bucks, maybe even, I don't know, five bucks. Mine came with a whole big kit. All right. If you have to leave your home, get your essential items that are not in your go bag, your driver's license, your credit cards, medications and key documents. Put them in the waterproof pouch. I think I already kind of covered that. Oh, here's something important. If you have time, unplug small appliances. So they don't get fried oh. by electrical surges. I got news for you. Tell me. I don't keep my appliances plugged in. You don't? No. My mother, who was, you know, sort of overreacted to everything, mm-hmm. put me in that habit. So after I use the toaster, I unplug the toaster. After I use the blender, I unplug the blender. So none of it's plugged oh, okay. in. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I guess we have it all plugged in, but only of couple things because we don't like I'll bring the blender out to use it and then I put it away but our toaster's always plugged in I suppose our coffee maker's always plugged in just a thought it's wasteful though isn't it does it use energy when it's plugged in I guess I don't know I just it's just a habit she got me into and I don't even know if it's for safety or for saving money or I don't know but I just that's interesting it's it's not it doesn't seem like a bad idea so can I tell you quickly about our preparations for this flood? Yes. So Jimmy and Oliver went out to get bags of like mulch so they could, you know, shore up places where water could get in. And then they went to Target to do something. And they came back and Oliver got one of those like, I don't know if your Targets have this, but they have like a little pizza hut inside. Oh, okay. And you can take a pizza. So he got himself a pizza for lunch. And... um Jimmy was like, well, put that down because I need your help. So Oliver put it down on the bench mm-hmm. in front of our house so he could go help Jimmy with the bags. Yes. I think it took two minutes. Yeah. Comes back. His pizza's gone. Oh. He looks around. Yeah. Sees the Amazon driver uh-huh. eating his pizza. <laughs> oh, he thought it was for him. Or he just. Oliver put it in, in only way Oliver could do. Yeah. Put it on top of the please take a snack oh. box that we have, basket that we have in front of our house. <laughs> the man ate his pizza. Oliver was like, what are the fucking, he didn't say fucking, what are the odds yeah. that in that time, 
the Amazon guy would come with his pizza, took my pizza, ate my pizza. Oh wow! Yeah, it's kind of hilarious. Oh Oliver, <laughs> sorry about that pizza. That Amazon driver, look look at my timing. I got a piping hot pizza just Pi- waiting I know. for me. They just must have known oh I was god. coming. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Oh, all right, don't live in a basement apartment, guys. If you do. Be extra vigilant when it comes to monitoring rainstorms, okay? If you believe you may be in danger, immediately move to a higher floor. Just make friends with your ups, yeah, you know, upstairs just, neighbors. Just let me in. And maybe have an, like a fling with somebody that lives on one of the higher yeah. floors and keep right. it friendly if it doesn't work out. Right. And bring just have a bottle of booze in your go bag so that that yeah. can be your entree to Knock like, hey, I, I'm going to sit with you. But look at this. I brought a bottle of booze. And have it be nice. Like a nice. Yeah. And I have my blender shelf. and my my really nice yeah. uh, margarita glasses. Exactly. And, you know, Patron. Have it yeah. Patron. Don't don't bring some right. cheap bottom shelf uh, tequila. All right. Obviously, avoid floodwaters. OK, just avoid them. <laughs> Here's the National Weather Service's grim catchphrase: "Turn around, don't drown." Oh, takes okay. just—I've said this before on a, uh, probably a mudslides episode. It takes just six inches of fast-moving water to knock you off your feet. Wow. Okay. Yeah. The most immediate risk of entering floodwaters is drowning, but you may also get exposed to various harms floating around the water, like human, animal, and industrial waste. Ugh. Oh, I just—oh, sorry. No, no. I was just going to say, I heard just on um, LAist this morning that it was like, I could be getting this number wrong. I can be wrong or Garen can look it up if he wants. I think it was like six million tons of uh, human waste exploded out of uh, some kind of water system and is going into the LA River. Oh, barf. Yeah. So it's not safe to uh, stick a finger in there right now. They're going to be testing it like repeatedly, but it was some... Thing was breached because of the storm, and now all this human waste is just going into the LA River, which is a real bummer. Gross. Okay. I was just going to say, imagine that woman from the Eagles concert in six inches of running water. Dead. She's dead. She's (laughs) she's fallen down. She is. I mean, not just that woman. 75% of the attendees of the the Eagles concert. Oh, our our dating guy? And the Eagles. And the (laughs) Eagles. The only guy I mean, I think is- Joe Walsh only needs three inches oh, of water, and Joe he's a Walsh, goner. He needs a puddle. He's, you know, he's going to just slip in the bathtub. 100%. Maybe, you know, just... Okay, that's it. All right. If you're caught in your car. All right. Sometimes this happens when you're out and about. Yes. Like, this is us today. Guys, we're risking our lives to bring you yes, this life-saving advice. I hope you're happy. I hope you're happy about us dying. You may suddenly find yourself in a life-threatening situation. Nearly half of all flash flood deaths are vehicle-related. Ooh. Right? Never ignore barriers. Don't drive into a flooded street, period. There really is no better advice. Yeah, everyone's saying yesterday, don't drive. Just don't drive. Just don't drive. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then they were like, but we're not canceling school. Right. <laughs> so good luck getting there. Do not drive. Karen Bass, the mayor, is like, don't drive. Just don't go out. And then, but schools yeah. are all open. That's okay. a good point. Not only is it difficult to gauge water depth. I mean, I can't. You, if I look at nah. rushing water past, I'm not, I can't tell you if it's four inches or twelve or sure. eighteen. All right, twelve inches of water can float your car. Really? That's all it takes, guys. That's all it takes. Eighteen inches can carry off your SUV or pickup truck. Okay. And whoa, everybody underestimates the force of the water. Okay. If you're that said, if your car does get taken by the floodwaters, all right. First. 
Pray to Jesus. Okay. That was just my advice. Roll down your windows. Okay. All right. This is from Lynn Burtshell. She's an emergency medical worker, rescue swimmer, and founder of Wimberly Rescue Training. Okay. If they won't budge, the windows. Mm. Okay. He recommends breaking the glass with an escape tool. Oh, life hammer. Life hammer. Life hammer. All right. Which you can store in your glove compartment. Or using the metal pole of your headrest as a ram. Yes, we've talked about that. But I still want my I still want my life hammer because I feel like that's going to do the job better than the metal pole yes. of my headrest as a ram because I don't have a lot of arm strength. Yeah, Daniel, you probably you have more arm strength than I do. Maybe, but All maybe not. It's important to open the windows because if the water continues to rise, then that car fills up and becomes more of a rock instead of a bobber floating downstream. It's hard to roll. Down. Wait, it's, it's important to open the windows. But wouldn't that create? Wouldn't that get more water into your car? I don't understand. I I don't know how. Okay, I don't understand this <laughs> the science of if rolling down the windows, yeah. then that car fills up. Water's continuing to rise. That car fills up and becomes more of a rock. I think it. You want the car to become a rock? I think it. All right, I'm going to well, keep it. Maybe because it seems like if it, yeah, it and then won't it'll stop. Up, it'll stop, and the it water won't. going in makes it sink, and you want that, I guess. No, you don't want to sink. That's what he's saying. Listen, I'm going to keep explaining. Then unbuckle your seatbelt and grip it as you climb onto the roof and call 911. Oh, I see. They don't want you floating down. They want you. Okay, you're right. They, Do, in this case, you want to drown. You want to stop. And you're not drowning, but I you want to stop the car, I guess. Okay. Do your best to remain with the car until help arrives. Lie down on the roof to keep yourself stable and don't tie yourself to the car in case it rolls. So you're just holding onto that. Don't tie yourself to the car. Okay. Because if it rolls, you're going to get buried in it. Oh, got it. I thought you meant roll, but you meant roll over. Okay. Okay, it says, during his 32-year career, Mr. Birchell has found that people who stay with their cars survive at a much higher rate than those who abandon them simply because it's easier for emergency services to spot a vehicle than a person. Okay. I really don't ever recommend leaving the vehicle, he said. To make yourself more noticeable, you can also turn on your hazard lights, activate your car's alarm with your key fob, and if possible, honk the horn. Great. Love it. God, that sounds so terrifying. Yeah, it does. I don't want this to happen to me. Also, guess what? What? You're cold. <gasps> you're so cold. You're cold. It's raining and you're outside and you're soaked in shit water. <sighs> yeah. Sorry I interrupted you. No, I just, just I didn't think about that part, but you're right. It's all bad. LA River shit water. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what if you're walking or hiking or camping? Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully you're not doing those things when there's a flash warning. But they can come just out of nowhere. Okay. Right? Because that's a flash flood. Run perpendicular to the water okay. and get to the highest point possible. Okay? Sure. Whether that means heading into the nearest building and racing up the stairs, climbing a tree, or clambering onto a truck, the bigger and heavier the object, the better, because it will be less likely to float away. Okay. If you do get swept away, don't attempt to stand up as you risk trapping your foot in a drain, fence, or other object. Oh, yeah, yeah. Imagine that. All oh, that. So just lay there? Okay. I think you just let the current, right? All right. It says. She advises swimming perpendicular to the current, perpendicular to the current, as you would with a riptide. Yeah, we actually, I think I've covered that. That sounds familiar. Until you get to safety. Since you'll be fighting against drainages, debris, and the current, she warned this is extremely difficult, even for strong swimmers. I'm dead. Oh, I'm so dead. I'm so I'm not a strong dead. swimmer. I am not. I'm like a very weak swimmer. People need to realize that most people who lose their footing in a flash flood don't get out. I don't want to know that because now when I, I'm in a flash flood and I lose my footing, I'll be like, well, 
That's yeah. it. I I remember that saying. I'll yeah. forget it. I'll forget it by the time I'm in the flash flood. Okay, yeah, you'll forget. I won't even. You'll forget it by the time we're done with this episode. <laughs> I've already forgotten it. <laughs> Um, as for camping or hiking, Miss Munger advised searching the region's weather patterns and forecasts before setting out. If there might be a rainstorm upstream of your destination, she suggested camping above any rivers rather than beside them, which I don't understand what that means. Well, above any river, rivers rather than hill, beside them. If there's a hill, you know, if you're in a hilly area, go okay. go up. Okay. Don't, don't be like right near the water. All right. I won't. Can I tell you guys a story? Yeah. All right. Do it. I'm going to do it right now, and I'm not going to delay. This is from Backpacker.com. And I got my sources previously from LA Times and the New York Times. Very reliable sources. I've heard of those. You've heard of those, right? (laughs) It was late afternoon on Basse-Terre Island in the French West Indies. Until that moment, it was another day in paradise. The weather had been nearly perfect for November. Sunny skies with occasional showers. A few hours before sunset, we decided to hike to Aquamet Falls, tucked a half mile into the rainforested mountains near Guadalupe National Park. Heavy rain began to fall as we arrived at the trailhead, so we decided to wait for five minutes. Sure enough, it stopped, and we set off down the muddy path. Christina and I are experienced hikers. We've explored California's Sierra Nevada and slot canyons in Utah, where we know the importance of checking the weather for flash flood risks. But for some reason, it didn't occur to me that the same thing could happen on our tropical escape. Expecting to spend no more than an hour at the falls, we wore t-shirts and swimsuits. I carried my phone, camera, and a mini tripod. We were on vacation and visiting a well-known spot, so I hadn't told anyone where we were going. We hiked for 15 minutes through mud, roots, and hanging vines. After crossing the 10-foot-wide river at a shallow spot and walking upstream about 100 yards, we reached the falls, a 30-foot barrel of white water shooting over the rim of a granite basin. It was around 4 p.m., and only one other couple was there. We dove into the green pool and floated on our backs looking up at the canyon walls. By 4.30, the other couple had left. We knew we needed to head back to the car before dark, but I was waist deep in the river trying to photograph the falls, the hanging vines, and the dreaminess of the place. Christine was sitting on an outcrop of granite above the basin. I finally got a good shot, and then she screamed. Uh, uh. With a crack like thunder, a wall of brown water hurtled over the top of the falls, carrying fragments of trees and plants with it. Flash flood. I jumped out of the river seconds before the deluge crashed over the spot where I'd just been standing. Christina scrambled barefoot off the boulder towards higher ground. Toward higher ground. There's no S there, dummy. (laughs) I was me. I raced up the rocks, which had been at least 10 feet above the pool's surface, just as the flood submerged them. Christina and I clawed our way up the canyon on all fours, grabbing vines to pull ourselves up. I looked over my shoulder and saw that the water had risen 20 feet in less than a minute. What? I know, right? Christina led us through dense brush, prickly trees, and ankle-deep mud. When we'd climbed 200 feet, we stopped to catch our breath. Now we had a different problem. The trail and the road were on the other side of the swollen river. We were stuck. Then the sky opened up. We had no headlamp or rain jackets, and we were exhausted from the scramble. Christina asked if I had my phone. It was soaking wet, but still blinked on. No service. We decided to move toward higher ground to get a better signal. It was almost dark. For a moment, the phone connected, and I heard the faint voice of May, our vacation rental host. She said she'd call for help. Then the phone went silent. Uh We had no idea whether rescuers could reach us. Christina found a hollow tree, which we used as a partial shield from the rain. We told each other not to panic as night set in, but I didn't know when or how we'd get off the mountain. I tried to send more texts to May, but most of them bounced back, undeliverable. 
There was nothing we could do but wait. We tried to convince each other that we couldn't possibly get hypothermia in the tropics, but our wet bodies were starting to disagree. We'd been stranded nearly four hours. Shivering, we huddled closer for warmth. It was pitch black and the mosquitoes were out, feasting on our scratched and bruised skin. After another hour, we saw faint light across the canyon, but no one in their right mind would try to cross the river that night. I didn't see how else we would get out. There were no roads, and the sky was blocked with a dense canopy of trees. My wet phone had begun to lose function, but the flashlight still worked. I turned it on and shone it at the canopy above as a signal. The ghost glow barely registered against the dense vegetation. Then I heard the blades of a helicopter. In minutes, the trees were thrashing in the wind generated by the aircraft. A cable appeared... <gasps> through the canopy, and then a rescuer. Whoa. We were safe. Damn. That's a crazy. So, yeah, I mean, even in, like, paradise, you can just be like, we're going to go down and hike to this waterfall and just, you know, take yeah. our Maybe it's a good phone thing and that Jimmy hurt his knee. <laughs> yeah. He might have <laughs> saved your life. He really might have. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. I mean, I've done lots of hikes like this where yeah. we're just like, well, let's just go down and see this, and we're right. just going to take our phone, and duh. Well, thank God she had her. She still had her phone with her. Yeah. Well, that was fascinating. I feel safer. Yeah. And uh, I guess we'll be back right after this. Can't wait. Christine, how was your break? It was invigorating. Was it? Was it delightful? <laughs> it was so. Did you go for a little sprint? I just did a little run around the block, and yeah. uh, been. I did some burpees. Oh, nice. I do not know what a burpee is. Okay, so a burpee is you're in standing position. Yeah. You go to into a push-up um, position. You do a push-up. So you jump down to it? Yes. Okay. Right. You do a push-up. Yeah. And then you hop back up. That, I don't know if no. my knee could do that right now. No, it's hard. I mean, We do them in Pilates. We're not jumping, yeah. but we're standing on the reformer, go down to the reformer, do a push-up, and stand up. It would be too scary to jump on it, but I could do it if I didn't have to jump. But yeah, you. I mean, you don't have to jump. You could still do a push up and stand up. This is uh, Burpee Talk with Danielle Christine. Now, what if I brought to you by burpees? Yeah. What if I don't jump? Yes. I don't do a push up. Sure. And I just walk out of the gym. Okay. Does that work? Yeah. You go to Starbucks and you and I right. go to Starbucks and I get an Impossible Sandwich and a, and a venti. That uh, that also works for me. <laughs> Um, on the first half of our show, we talked about flash floods, and now we're going to talk about flooding with accusations with our very special guest. I'm actually very excited to have you. I'm so excited. Mr. Bridger Weiniger. Oh. I said it right. You did it. You did it. Because I thought it was Winiger, like vinegar. Right, of course. But Weiniger makes more sense. And Is now it... we're closer than like 70% of the people in my life. There you go. We're already on a much higher level Thank than a lot you. of people I know. So Bridger hosts a, a very funny podcast called I Said No Gifts. That's right. And uh, the premise is people come and they bring you a gift, right? That's Even right. though you've said no gifts. I said yeah. it And they constantly. always do, don't they? And they always do. It's ruining my life. Yeah. It's and absolutely ruining my life. What do they bring you? Uh, well, Jimmy was on. He yeah. brought me a um, like a handheld vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> like a car vacuum. Those are good. Right? It was a, it, That's a good gift. It's a good gift, but it has to be plugged into a wall. Which, uh, you mean to oh, charge? To no to, to run. Use? Which I was. What is happening? That makes no sense. So I, you have to, I guess, have an. No wonder extension. he gave it to you. 
you can't use that in your car. Right. I, uh, Unless your car's inside the house. Or, yeah. yeah, in the garage, I guess. Maybe. But that's just, you would think it would be like a portable battery situation. So yeah. stupid. That's ours. Very ours charges, odd. and then you can take it out and use it in the car, yeah. and then you charge this it. This has got the whole cable situation, yeah. so it's essentially a worthless vacuum. It's like, it's like you bought a plug-in car. You may as well have just bought a plug-in car. Because right. Because that's exactly. that much of a pain. <laughs> yes. And also, you're a writer. I am a writer. And you've written on Desi Kimmy Schmidt? I wrote on Kimmy Schmidt, uh, Black Monday, Jimmy Kimmel. Wow. Uh, I've been lucky to write on almost thing, all things that I enjoy. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful, yeah. That's the opposite of our life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you got all those jobs I didn't get. Right. You took my jobs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but we want to talk about a, a, a not-so-good time, mm. which was you were falsely accused of something. <laughs> I was a burglary. Of oh, a burglary. burglary. That's a big thing to be falsely accused of. I know. I mean, there are, I mean, there are a couple things about this. <laughs> but, <laughs> a couple things but it's one, of, it's one yes. of the big crimes. You yes, know? It's like yeah. when you think of criminality, like yes. burglary comes to mind. Because burglary means stealing from one's home, yes? Or, uh, or a business. This is from a business. Okay. From a business. But, I mean, you can immediately picture somebody in like a mask and a striped shirt or whatever. It's like one of the <laughs> famous criminals. Right? with a bag yeah. <laughs> over their Black shoulder. Black and white stripes. <laughs> yes. yeah. Hamburglar. Uh, so uh, I was accused of uh, burglarizing the bakery i was working at at the time okay and i mean it was just such a shame because i look i was a star employee oh, i can sure. say that now now that i've been accused of burglarizing yes. Yes. because i was doing a good job for these people and they turned i mean they completely stabbed me in the back where okay f- first of all i want to know how old you were and okay. what city this was in um i was in my early 20s this was in uh south jordan utah okay um, is that where you're from, Utah? Yes, okay. yes. I, I'm always like, can I name the business or are they going to sue me? Uh, it, I think you have a lawsuit on your hands for them, it sounds like. We'll say it's a bakery cafe in South Jordan, Utah. Okay. There aren't that many. No. Okay. There simply aren't that many there. <laughs> um, I had been, I worked there as the night manager okay. for, I don't know, a total of eight months or something. Um, and at the time, I had worked and been a great employee at the end of the eight months I told my boss it was one of these wild moments where I was like I have to quit or I'll never be able to move on it's in my early 20s it's like, yes oh. you'll definitely be able to move on um, but I you, you were worried that they were going to keep promoting you yeah, and, just uh, trapped in that bakery cafe I, cycle I have had jobs in my 20s where I was like oh god please don't promote me Fuck, this, I, this can't be yeah, my life yeah. I cannot, I'll do this forever yeah. I cannot work at this at this delivery service in accounting at, at a higher position I will kill myself Yes. Okay. <laughs> Fire me, please. Yes. Uh, but I quit that, and uh, for about three months looked for another job. Did not find another job, so I was returning. I <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, went crawling back to the bakery cafe, and they uh, didn't hire me as the night manager because that position had been filled. They needed a delivery driver. So okay. I took it mm-hmm. happily. This was like pre-Uber days, so it was working as a delivery driver was a weird experience. I mean, yeah. Yeah. really, you only reported to the owner of the business and whoever was mad at you at the delivery rather than all over the city and phone calls. But uh, so I started doing that. I had been doing it for about a month Mm -hmm. and things were going fine. Again, I was a star employee. I was delivering things mostly on time, breads, sandwiches, (laughs) catering, Mm -hmm. the works. And uh, one day I was, I turned in the delivery car. Yeah. I was driving home. 
and I get a call from the South Jordan police. And they were, uh, they were like, we need you to come in. Uh, can you come in now? But uh, I was in my bakery clothes. I was yeah. like, I, let me take a shower. Uh, so I went home. <laughs> you just have flour all over <laughs> your face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely and did you me. have any idea why they were calling you? No you idea. They like, oh, com- police called me. You want me to come in? Completely out of the okay. blue. They didn't. And on the phone, I mean, I don't know how getting called in or being accused works usually, but yes. they didn't give me any hint as to that you why. were in trouble or yeah. something. And they didn't even tell me that it had to do with the business. Okay. So it's like your brain just immediately totally is like, what have I done? Like, yeah. what's the last few months of my life been? <laughs> do I need to come up with alibis? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so I went home, I showered, uh, I put on some decent clothing. I went into the South Jordan Police Department. And they took me into an interrogation room. Whoa. And I sat across the... The desk from a cop. Was he smoking? Um, it was a she. Oh, sexist. I am <laughs> very sexist. Was she also um, the pilot and the doctor? She was. <laughs> <laughs> she questioned me during surgery. Oh my god. Um, so she, yeah, we sat across the desk. It was very. I mean, it was as close to like what you see on TV. I mean, yeah. I don't think there was like uh, a mirror. A thing, mirror. A no one was watching me. Aww. Like her partner wasn't yeah. watching me, ready to come in or anything. Um, but we did sit across a table from each other, and she started questioning me about uh, the past week. Mm-hmm. It's basically like, where were you last Tuesday? And I explained to her I'd been at a concert that night. The uh-huh. evening was fine. I went home. Um, was the band? Yeah, I kind of I wish too. I could remember. Yeah. I know it was at Kilby Court, the famous venue in Utah. Uh, oh, I should go back and the look. The Pixies? It was the Pixies. <laughs> I was on stage with the Pixies. <laughs> you got to do a song with them? I was performing. Kim Deal was out that night. I was yeah. playing bass. Um, no, I, so at this point, you still not know what this is about? Still don't know what okay, it's yeah. about. And so, of course, I'm like, yeah, Tuesday night, I was just at a concert, but yeah. maybe, what, what was I doing at the concert? What could have, yes. like, who did I interact with? Yes. What did I do on my way home? Um, and again, I was a star person sure. because I just Clearly. was going out to a concert and went home and didn't commit any crimes. Right. right. Um, and so she starts, we go over the details of the night. She was obviously bored by these details. Um, <laughs> she's just yawning. Yeah, she said, like, can we get this over with? Um, and so she starts telling me about this thing that had happened at the bakery cafe that starts with a K. Uh, that's uh, the name of the business does start with a K. Um, and she's like, there was, I think, $1,000 was stolen in the middle of the night on Wednesday night and she's telling me these details I'm like oh wow what's like I work there Mm -hmm. the night manager I know where the money goes after you've cleared the till for the night went in like a pastry bag which is not (laughs) super secure you would slide it under the boss's door okay um and I had done it countless times obviously uh as the former star manager um but she tells me all these details and I was sitting there I was like okay interesting and she gets to the end of her story and I was like why did you ask me where I was Tuesday night? Right. Um, and she's like, th- and then she has to start. She was completely wrong about the story. So she has to go back. She's like, oh, well, where were you Wednesday night? <laughs> so now I know I'm in the hands of an expert. Oh an God. absolute pro. The tables have turned. Yeah, You're interrogating. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, let me help you solve this yes. crime. <laughs> Um, First of all, here's a calendar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is how days work. <laughs> <laughs> Come 
this one comes after <laughs> Tuesday. And unfortunately, I don't have an alibi for Wednesday night because my big plan for the week was on Tuesday. I wasn't yes, doing anything Wednesday right. night. Recuperating. Right, of You're course. You're playing you know on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously at this point, she's like, I, I mean, I think I'm helping my case here where I'm like, well, I'm telling you, you right. how the crime, maybe yeah. I'm not, I don't know, but I don't think the criminal would be like, well, right. you know. Pointing out inconsistencies. Right. So I, but I, I didn't have a story to tell. I was like, I don't know. I was probably home or I, you know, I walk around Target when I'm bored. What, like, what do I do on nights off? Right. Nothing. Watch TV. Um, but. We went over the details of that night. I had nothing to say. Um, she's like, well, like, basically, you're, I don't know that she said you're, were suspicious or whatever, but it was like, uh, thank you for the details. You can go home. No one at work says anything to me about this. Well, okay. that's what I was wondering, because at this point, you'd already been at work, no? Right. I had been at work post-burglary. Right. But no one mentioned a burglary Nothing at had been work. said. Okay. That's very peculiar. But I think it's because they didn't want to raise they any- they suspected you. Yeah. They didn't want to give me any uh, heads up. Right. Mm. They wanted me to go into the lion's den totally just ready to spill my guts. Yes. Um- so they had said nothing. I go, I get questioned by the police, I leave, I'm cleared. I guess I'm not cleared. What do they do when they send You're you home? You're still a suspect? I'm still a suspect. Yeah. Um, at the time, though, I was like, I know exactly who did this. Oh, you knew who that? Oh, yeah, there was like one employee who was <laughs> like super shady. such a dirtbag. <laughs> it was like, the meth guy. It was the... <laughs> He, he, I really do think he may have like offered drugs at some yeah. point, like trying to sell drugs on the job. I was like... What are we talking yeah, no, about? Why is anyone yeah. not looking at him? Yeah, you're this like, look at Alex. me. Look <laughs> yes. at Alex the meth head. Um, but uh, I went back to work the next day, and again, nothing said to me. Um, they never say anything to me. Well, actually, something may have been said at some point because the interesting that started hap- interesting thing that started happening was. They started slowly removing me from the schedule. Oh. Um, like, I was probably working four days a week, and then it was two, and then over the course of about five weeks, I'm just not on the schedule anymore. Not fired. Oh. Just left in the balance to be, I guess they were like... We'll see what the police come up with? Either we'll see what the police come up with, or the, you know, these crack cops were never able to come up with something, so they're like, I guess we'll just not have him anymore because we don't know but we can't directly blame but i think right. generally their theory was bridger works here for eight months he disappears he formulates a plan over the summer <laughs> he comes back uh again under the guise of star employee <laughs> and, but he knows where the money is at and he knows what the codes are and okay. all of this and so and i guess he needs a thousand dollars um, and so I think that they just thought that it was an inside job planned by somebody who knew all the details of the place, which truthfully was everyone who worked I was going to say, yeah. maybe the person who took your job. Yeah, the person who took my job. Any other night employee. The yeah. dirtbag. Maybe just a random burglar. Right. Sure. Um, there are just so many options. Right. Uh, so for me to no longer be the, the delivery driver felt like an unfair punishment. I agree. Yes. I don't know. Have either of you ever been accused of something? 
Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I've been accused of like cheating. Yeah, and me I too. hadn't okay. done anything. Were you taking off the schedule? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you never bring up. Hey, I heard there was a robbery at the bakery the other day. I Just guess no one's the, talking about what it. What am I doing? Like, yeah, I should have like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I wonder why I didn't. Because yeah, you would just think it's normal conversation. If right. you're working in a business and it got robbed, you would say, oh, my God, I heard there was a robbery. Right. I wonder if I was like, because it hadn't been spoken of by anyone else, I was like, maybe this is a right. touchy subject. Right. Also, like, is it going to make me look suspicious if I bring it up? Yeah. Also, I don't like talking to my coworkers. That's part of it as well. Uh, maybe they sensed that, and that's why they blamed you. Oh, that, that's true. Yeah, snobby. That's... Snobby. <laughs> snobby stole the money. Snobs are never the burglar. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Frazier doesn't no. burglarize the studio, this kind of thing. He just steals scenes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and time. Uh, um, yeah, I never brought it up. I obviously talked to friends about yeah. it. Yeah. And I, I believe I blogged about it. <laughs> I believe this was like a MySpace blog at some point. I love it. Um, but I did not bring it up to anyone else professionally. Unless I, I may have had a friend working there at the time. But they might have all quit after I quit. I can't remember. Okay, so that leads me. Okay, so do they ever bring you in again? I'm not brought back in. I mean, to the police? No. Okay, and then you're you're sort of written like like a character on a, yes. on a sitcom you're written out. Yes, I'm written out. Um, you're just not on the schedule, but mm-hmm. no one ever confronts you. So do you go in and say, hey, where are my hours? Or what happened? I guess, I guess this goes back to my personality where I'm just like, well, I guess this is what's happening to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do absolutely nothing to change what's going on. I guess I don't work there anymore. <laughs> wow, interesting. <laughs> I know exactly why, and it's not fair, but... Um, oh, well, there's I nothing I could do. <laughs> time to find another job to be abused at, <laughs> neglected and underappreciated. Um, yeah, I wonder what the next job was. I don't mean to be rude to you, because we don't usually do this sort of talk with a guest here, but we forgot to talk about Feud. Oh, Feud. Feud. Did you I, guys watch... Up. I watched one episode last right, night. Did you watch it? I've watched both. Okay, did you watch I it? I watched Bo- it. Yet. Oh, because two that were was out. your homework. Yeah. You were supposed to watch both episodes. I watched oh. two shows that I was disappointed in. What were you Feud watching? and Expats. Oh, I haven't heard of Expats. The one with Nicole Kidman, where she's a sad <gasps> oh, mom. Yeah. Oh. So it's anything she's done mm-hmm. in the last ten years. Right. Yeah. I did watch that. Ugh, you guys were supposed to watch Feud. I did. I did. You watched but you one were disappointed. episode. I yes. was too, actually. Oh, I find it very flat. I thought it was so boring. I think it needs to be campier. Yes. Sure. Or just better. Yes. Because I find it very flat is the word that just keeps coming to mind. I just, I'm like, okay, <laughs> these things are happening. I mean, I, I was trying to find, I was doing an impression of Truman Capote for my son. And he was like, what? I was like, he's like, why does he talk like that? And I said, I don't know. He was super gay and super southern, and somehow that's the voice that came out. I don't know why he talked like that. Is that a good is that a good impression? Do you know no, well? That, do you know Truman, Truman Capote's well voice is yeah? It's one oh, it of those is a good impression. When you're watching okay. a TV TV show or movie about him, you're like, this is so irritating. But yes. you're like, oh, unfortunately, it's right on. Oh, it's complete. Yeah. I, so I brought up a clip of him on the Tonight Show mm-hmm. of Truman Capote on the Tonight Show, and and it was right. And anyway, my point was, so I was trying to find. A clip of the actor uh, talking like him and they kept showing these previews that make the show look really fun and exciting mm-hmm. and I'm like well we haven't gotten to those episodes because none of that shit's happened yet so maybe it does get more interesting 
I don't know. I thought you, because you've read a lot about, I think, these women in some books you've been so, reading. So, so I, it turns I out. I was like, maybe Danielle thought this was more exciting no. than I did. So it turns out the um, Demi Moore character is the one that I read the book about. Okay. Ooh. The one who, did she shoot her husband? Was it an accident oh. or did it really happen? So that's her character. I know about Lee Radswell, who hasn't appeared yet, the Molly Ringwald character. Because oh, I've she, only seen the she's in the her second deal? episode. She's the one who I think maybe murdered her husband in Connecticut. No, no, no. That's who I just said. But I think all didn't Lee Radswell also. Oh, <laughs> there's two that murdered their husbands. Really, <laughs> women be loving no, to murder no, no. their husbands. No, the Connecticut thing is when the they... woman I just talked. Is okay, just, but yeah, I, Garen, can Lee you look Radswell. up Re- Lee Radswell and see if she murdered her husband or murdered somebody <laughs> or if somebody got murdered in her well, house? Well, it's it's funny you say that because they get to her house. And you're like, who is this woman? They didn't. Did they mention at all who she is? It was no, really I mean, weird. I was, and I was kind of drifting halfway through that episode. I was a little tired, so I was like, is this one of the people he's already made mad? No, like, why uh, is why is he at Thanksgiving now? It's, it's different. It's weird. It's a totally different person. Right. And then you're supposed to just you're just dropped. And then I was like, is that? Um, oh my god, I can't believe I'm gonna forget her name. Oh Danielle. Oh Danielle, the, actress, the comedian, the comedian um, from the '60s. Um, who was Wolf? You know uh, the 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 stand-up comedian Joan Rivers. No, before her, another Phyllis woman? Diller. Oh. oh, I was like, is that supposed to be Phyllis Diller? Like, I was convinced it was supposed to be Phyllis Diller, <laughs> but then they never mentioned her, and I'm like, oh, I guess it's just a woman with a feather dress and Phyllis Diller's hair. Like, it was. I mean, watch. Yeah. She, if you're a certain age, you were going to assume it's Phyllis Diller. Like, it's okay, completely crazy. But anyway. So your thought was... Yeah, what did you think? I uh, I didn't mind it, but again, I said, like, I was kind of drifting about halfway through each episode. Where I was like, oh, I'm getting a little snoozy right now. I didn't mind it. Uh, it seems like all of, like, the exciting stuff, like what you talk about, like, with the murder is all, like, in flashbacks. And, like, right. you can show that in a trailer, and it's like, wow, what's going to happen? Right. Yeah. And then it's in the first episode, and it kind of is inconsequential. I mean, yeah. leads to a little something. Right. You know, a thing. Yeah. Right. Um, uh it's fine so far, but I was really confused about this Thanksgiving situation. Thank you. Okay, I'm glad. He gets canceled on for Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. And talks about it being in Miami, right? Yeah. And then is, what I believe, in Miami at Thanksgiving at a different, I guess, Thanksgiving. I Maybe I'm yeah. not paying enough attention. No, he, he did get canceled and then... He finds himself at the other Thanksgiving, which is... Which is also in Miami? I don't know. I don't know what state it was in. I just know that they did not introduce who Molly Ringwald's character was. So you're just like, okay, I guess he has another swan who's not as swanny as the right. regular swans. And isn't I feel like it's not that much in the episode. So he's it's basically him just being drunk. Yeah, it's just a lot of him. Oh, wait, yes. I just have to tell you this. Is it okay if I give one thing away? Please. So my husband's not watching it, but um, he said, oh, does, um, see, I'm old and I can't remember names now. Demi Moore. King Kong. Jessica Lang. He goes, um, does Jessica Lang show up? And I'm like, of course, she's his dead mother. I mean, who else is she going to be? Of course, Jessica Lang shows up as his dead mother. Or Sarah Paulson. It's, it's going to be one of those. No, no, it was come... her. I'm telling you. No, she I showed know, up I know. as her dead mother. What will Sarah Paulson be? Is the exactly. Yes, she'll be in it too, I'm sure. But it was so, that scene. Very odd. So like. I mean, but that, I mean, if you wanted camp. I was going to say, right. I don't know. It's like. Yeah, it was super campy, but it didn't somehow work. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, like, the, maybe it's too sad. It does feel sad. It's very and sad. Not fun. And he, you just, no one's likable, really. Yeah. I mean, he's horrible. 
Um, anyway. Also, I'll say there is a, like a Clark Kent Superman effect with his boyfriend where yes. it's like he like they meet in the sauna. Yes. Yeah. And then he shows up. The guy shows up wearing glasses. In and I was like, taxi? is that the same guy? <laughs> yeah, same. I mean, who then, are we looking at, at here? At the end of the episode, because Sven was like, I don't even understand the purpose of that guy being in the episode. <laughs> well, because he comes back. And I go, well, maybe he's going to come back later. But also, I guess just to show him that he could write about the swans because he's he says into him you know here's mm-hmm. what you can write about right. i go other than that i i guess i don't know really why he was even there like maybe well, he's, he's going to be important later he is. but yeah it just felt like there were also a lot of scenes that felt like they could have been fun but were just not fun like when he's talking about the when he's talking about the swans to that guy to the clark kent guy he's like oh cz no one knows more about marigolds than <laughs> CZ. Right. And I'm like, that's her her personality? She goes way beyond the season with marigolds. And I was like, oh, well, I can't wait to meet her. Let's dig in. Oh, that's exactly right. They show a... a they show, yeah, right. She's cutting why marigolds. Why would that... Why that's would her that personality. Make something up. Yeah. If that's all that she wants, <laughs> make shit up. Yeah, sure there's we, there's she, one other they, detail. I want it to be like, oh, CZ, she had a three-way, and one right. of them wasn't even human. Like, right. I want it to be, <laughs> like, they real big and Cutting fun. marigolds with, I guess, her daughter. They yeah. don't introduce mm-hmm. any of the other families, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. And then the one, Diane Lane, who, stunning, still, like, amazing looking. Looks He's incredible. like. Well, she doesn't really have a personality. Isn't that how she's introduced? Is like, she isn't really, she's so smart, but doesn't really have a personality. And yeah. I'm like, could we have it's been less truthful th- about? Yeah, it's not really a we don't good. Have, I don't care if it's truthful. Right. It doesn't have to you can hem to juice history. It up. Yeah, let's make- Also, you're supposed to think he has some affection for her, so doesn't quite make yeah, sense like how, if he doesn't think they, she has a personality. Do they not even, any of these people like each other? No, they don't. They're, yeah, I mean, it's like the Real Housewives. It's really like watching the Real Housewives, except right. less fun. I, but better clothes. I mean, I did like the period scene. I liked that woman's oh, way wow, of right. getting revenge. Yeah. I was her. like, if there was, was more of that. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty Who good. Who was that actress, by the way? I don't know. She seemed to be wearing like facial prosthetics. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can't hire an actual person with any weight on her. So anyway, I'll watch every episode. Um, <laughs> you can report you on it. Turn around. You can let us know or me because I probably won't watch any more of it unless you say you got to tune back in, Chris. It's worth it. All right. Okay. Well, Bridger, thank you so much for thank being you here. For this yes. was great. So fun. I loved you it. Know, air some dirty laundry. I know. I'm gonna book a flight to Utah and not go, <laughs> go there. Go to a different bakery. Yes. I want to go in just to set things right for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get the job back for me. <laughs> Maybe we're gonna say I'm looking you for work. accused. I'm gonna say I'm not here to buy anything. <laughs> Except maybe a baguette, because apparently you do that. Okay. I, I am hungry, but I'm still gonna go to a different bakery. I just want to let you know you did our friend wrong. Yeah, you did him dirty. And we will be right back after this with what did we learn today? Chris. Danielle. Are you ready to learn what we learned today? No. You're not? No, you know why? Why? Because I have a birthday present for you. (gasps) What? (laughs) Oh, no. Totally. You got me. I surprised you. You totally got me. And I'm going to give it to you right now. Oh, my gosh. It's not the Girl Scout cookies? No, you paid for those. I know. Oh, thank you. It's just a little oh, something, cute. something. Oh, cute. I like that wrapping paper. Oh, wait. No, no. Give that back. What? It's the wrong one. Do, okay. You wrote two different cards or is someone else's birthday? That's a postcard. 
Oh, okay. That, I mean, it is, this is as well, but this is actually for you. Okay. Who was the other postcard Ryan. to? None of your business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Should I read this later? It's up Should to you. I read it on the air? Okay. You, you can read it on the air. I think it's, uh, all right. Yes, read it on the air. All right. It's two ladies, and one says, I'm going to shut myself away and write a novel set in a horrific dystopia. And the other one says, Good luck. And then it says, Five years later, and the woman is finished writing. She says, Finished. And then she comes out and she says, damn, because it is now a, a horrific dystopia. There are um, Handmaid's Tale ladies and uh, guys with machine guns and, and it's very funny. Okay. Danielle, happiest of birthdays. I'm sorry your big day occurs during this 100 year storm, but at least it's memorable. I'm okay. Thank you. you. Thank you so much. That's very sweet. Thank you. And then I got, ooh, I got some There's sort no way of, of telling. Book. There's no way of telling what it is. Nope. It's some sort of, I like this paper. It's fun, right? Yes. It's book paper. It's covered in books. My son got me a book too, and he was so cute. He said, I, I bought it with my own money. Aww. <laughs> I don't know. It was so cute. What, what book was it? I hope it was it's a not book the I same. already had. Aw, oh, damn it. Seven Wives of Hugo. Whatever. Victor Hugo? No, no, not Victor Hugo. Evelyn Hugo? Yes. I didn't read that. It was fun. Ooh, what's this? Oh, okay, you're asking me about this. Ha- Hamnet, a novel of the plague. What? I don't know what this is about. So this is a fictionalized version of uh, Shakespeare's wife. And oh, they Anne Hathaway. Are, were alive during the plague. Oh. And they lose a child. Uh, they had twins. Okay. And they they lost one of their twins during oh. the plague. But the book is really beautifully written. Oh, um, thank you. Maggie O'Farrell is the author. Uh, I had re- I've read another of her books um, that I can't remember the name of right now. The Marriage Portrait. The Marriage Portrait, which is also a great book. Um, and uh, this is was probably one of my favorite books I read last well, year. Thank you. So, I'm excited to read it. I hope you like it. It is historical fiction. You know. I've been reading a few of those, never intended to. I ended up liking some of them, so sure. Same. I, I didn't know I liked historical fiction, but I think it also just depends on who the writer yeah, is. Yeah, so. I think so, too. Well, thank you. I yeah. really appreciate and it. And they're making it into a movie. Oh, I think I saw that. Um, okay. With some really fine Oh, right, actors. because I said they they should have cast Anne Hathaway. They really Anne Hathaway, but they didn't. Missed an opportunity, but they're casting someone else that's very great. Jesse, what's-her-face, who I like very much. Yes, Jesse Whatever her last name is. Yes, I met her at the awards last year, and I'm just blanking on her name. But she was on. She was in Fargo, in a season of Fargo. She was. N- no, wait, no, I take that back. She wasn't in a. Se- yeah, she was. She was the scary nurse. Oh yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. Teach us now. Are you ready to learn what we I'm learned today? I'm finally ready. Jesse okay. Buckley. By the way. Thank you, Jesse Buckley. Yeah. Argyle critically panned in a soft $35 million global opening box office. Yeah, that doesn't sound too... That's crazy because, I mean, they really advertise the fuck out of it. I guess people really do listen to uh, critics before they go. Maybe they do. Or maybe people just didn't... I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. There are so many cats. Let them do their own stunts. That's right. Or let Tom Cruise do it. (laughs) Yes. He'd probably do the stunts. Yes. In the heart of downtown Los Angeles and almost 1,000 feet above ground level, 71 above is the highest restaurant west of the Mississippi. Oh, oh, that's cool to know. I like it. Simply put, a 
prefix menu, pronounced prefix, is a multi-course meal available for a fixed price. There can be a few, as few as two or as many as 10 or more courses. Sometimes the menu is completely determined by the chef. You're told what the courses will be and that's that. Well, guess what place I could never go to? A place where you you don't get a say in the food. What if it's vegetarian? Then I could absolutely do it. Oh, okay. I would love to do it. Yeah. Or pescatarian. Yeah, I'm all over it. But otherwise, mm-mm. Laverne and Shirley featured ladies working the bottling line at Schott's Brewery in Milwaukee, living in a basement apartment of a downtown brownstone. And Ooh, they're vulnerable to flooding. <laughs> well, that's they why are. it came up. <laughs> Did you forget? Yeah. Were you like, why are we talking about Laverne and Shirley? Yes. No, I just, the bottles, I remembered the bottles oh. and us talking about soda okay. and beer, but I didn't remember why it came up. <laughs> Guys, I forget things the moment it comes out of my brain. <laughs> Spending their evenings at the pizza parlor (laughs) at Bowling Alley owned by Laverne's father, who, of course, was Mr. DeFazio. Um, Be prepared. Know if you're in a flood zone. Get emergency supplies, medicine, water. Make a plan, etc. Turning off your appliances saves you money, reduces the risk of electrical fires, and can even extend the lifespan of your appliances. Make sure to unplug them whenever possible and always unplug them when you leave for an extended period of time. Your mom was right. I guess so. Stay away from floodwaters. Turn around. Don't drown. Wow. We learned so much today. So much was learned. Oh, thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Yes. Uh, on your radio dial. <laughs> and um, DJ Jazzy Jeff is up next. Uh, is he? I think so. Is he going to yeah. get thrown out of the mansion? Yep. I hope you will all um, check out our Patreon. Yes. Thank you for those who already are subscribers. We appreciate your support. We had a super fun bonus this last. We really did. And uh, thank you to some new members who've joined. We are going to be reading names soon on an episode forthcoming. Um, And uh, some new merch is going to be coming very soon as well. Yeah. Until then, remain remain calm. calm.